It's DTS 31, and oh my gosh, so much news. We have people who beat Crota without guns. We have House of Wolves leaks. We found out that there's a huge weapon tune coming. All that and more on today's show. You're listening to Destiny the Soul. Welcome, Guardians. Welcome, welcome, everybody. My name is BBK Dragoon. We have a massive show. Joining me, as always, is Diddy. How are you doing this week, man? I'm recovering from a very severe sinus infection. I was um, in bed for two days straight, drinking, drinking nothing but Gatorade and soup every two hours while I was awake, so... Gosh, Luckily, man, I'm, I'm a little bit better now, so I'm up and about now. So that was it was no bueno for a couple days there. Is Santa healthy? Did she catch it? No, she's healthy. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Very good. she uh, gave me some space, heated up my soup when I needed it. So we're good. Has it been hot in Texas? You know, it was. It mm-hmm. was about in the 70s, and then it when I was sick, it dropped down to the 30s, hmm. the 20s and 30s, and it was just like. Come on, guys. I'm sick. I I need to go to the store, and it's 30 degrees outside. Come on, really? Yeah. But, like, today, 60s again. I'm in t-shirt and shorts right now. Mm, nice. Well, it's freaky here in Colorado. Something is happening that I've never experienced before where we got up to 60 degrees yesterday, man. Like, Whoa. It's really, really hot. In February, we never, like, break 50. It's always in, like, 20s and 30s and just cold and wet or whatever. I went up, I snowboard like pretty much every weekend. I went up yesterday at the mountain, dude. It was mid 50s. People were like skiing shirtless. It was insanely <laughs> hot. And it's really nice, don't get me wrong. But basically, in Colorado, our ski season goes all the way till April, basically, like the end of April, maybe the beginning of May. But if it stays like this for another two or three weeks and we don't get snow, if like it stays this temperature, it's done. It'll be done mid-March because I've never experienced something like this hot before. So it's just crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. What'd you play this week? A lot of Destiny, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, I PS4, played a bunch right? on the PlayStation. PlayStation, yeah. I actually got my uh, PlayStation character to uh, current DLC levels of relevance. I have all current DLC armors. I actually, Zur was selling an upgrade for my um, exotic chest, Crest of Alpha Lupi, on my Hunter. So nice. I went ahead and upgraded that. And uh, I have all new Vanguard items, and it's pretty sweet. I'm loving it. Excellent. Anything else or just Destiny? Nah, just Destiny. Right on. I tried the Battlefield Hardline beta, and it's pretty fun. I gotta admit, it's it's a Battlefield mod. I don't think... It's too <laughs> early for me to say, like, if this is worth paying $60 for, but we're probably... I'm gonna do it anyway, just because I'm a sucker for the spring. I love shooters that are just, like, spring shooters that last a month or two or whatever. You convinced me also. I pre-ordered Evolve. I'm gonna get that on Tuesday. Nice. It looked fun. You know, after I watched a bunch of videos, I'm like, ah... This is sort of unique, another like spring shooter kind of an experience or whatever. I played That's through... on the Xbox One, right? Yeah, yep, Xbox One. I, I might have to join you then. Yeah, like I wish I had a PC to play it, but I just, I don't. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I went Xbox One. If you do, man, I think we're going to have some good times because it looks like really co-op focused. If you have friends who play it, it's supposed to be like 10 times better. Beat this little game on Steam called 4PM. It's like a $3 game that you can beat in 30 minutes, but... It's just like this narrative experiment. It's this really avant-garde, weird game. 
Um, but I just loved the way it told its story. I wouldn't tell people to go spend $3 on it. You could just watch it on my channel this week. <laughs> Shameless self promotion. All right, man, let's get into the news. News! What a week it has been. On Monday, all the giant House of Wolves leak and like all the images of the armor and whatnot. Then we got this massive Bungie update on Thursday. We're going to talk about those, but first, let's talk about DestinyTracker.com. These guys have been shouting us out on Twitter, and we really appreciate that. DestinyTracker.com is a really awesome website. If our listeners don't know about it, here's your chance. They have leaderboards, stats, a looking for group and excellent LFG feature, by the way, tools, gear, shader previews, and more. It's a really awesome site. Sassy uses it every single day. You and I have both used it. And it's a cool way to check your stats, right? Yeah, and I think what sets this website apart from all the other stat trackers is that actually the shader preview is yep. the first it was the first one i ever saw and in my opinion it's the best you know it has every shader in the game you can load up your personal guardian on either xbox or playstation and you can see what your gear would look like with that shader and it's actually really really cool simple easy to use you know i was using halo tracker back in the day and loving that site but this is far and away light years better than halo tracker so definitely check out destinytracker.com now, Crota's end, no gun run. Diddy, what is this madness? Shout out to Rob280 and his crew. Oh my gosh. He took in a full fire team of Titan and Titans, Striker and Defender, because you need the uh, the shockwave for the Striker Titans for um, getting Crota's shield down and uh, using lightning grenades and all that kind of stuff. It's really cool. They do every single part of the raid. And they don't use their guns at all. They use melees, grenades, and supers, but they don't shoot a bullet. What will this community think of next? This is ridiculous. You know, it's going to be like, I'm looking at the ground doing the thing <laughs> blindfolded. blindfolded. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but this is actually really cool run. So shout out to Rob208. I'm Zerky, Unbridled Hate, Purity Goon, AFC XP, Virtual Mayhem, and Track Hammer. Those guys... You guys are awesome. Round of applause, man. But similarly, there's something that happened in Vault of Glass, right? Yeah, they did a melee-only Atheon kill. And <laughs> they took in a Titan with Blessing of Light and four Blade Dancers and a Relic Carrier. And they just Blade Danced all over Atheon. And it's actually pretty sweet. I love this creative stuff, man. It's so cool. If you guys want to see either of these, go to our site, destinytheshow.com, for all the links from today's program. Man... I want to do something crazy like that. Just something absolutely absurd, like fusion rifle only night or something like. <laughs> Shotguns only Crota hard mode. That's the next one. That is. just It's a little party around him. Every time he swings, somebody dies. <laughs> All right. Let's get on to the House of Wolves leak. Uh, so basically a player using a Japanese copy of the game was able to get all the images of the gear that comes in House of Wolves, as well as the new Strike playlist, uh, the name of the next raid, which is the Arena, and tons of pictures of all the new gear and whatnot. This link is going to be down in the description below. I'm just going to say right off the bat, the, the big thing that comes from this is the Weekly and Heroic Nightfall will have a max difficulty at level 32, or at least that's the way it looks in the director right now. That might not be current, and that might not be the way it ends up playing out. The Vanguard Dragon playlist will be the new strike selection at level 28, so replace Rock playlist with Vanguard Dragon. 
Finally, this is the cool one, it appears that the, the new raid at the arena will have weekly modifiers. The image um, is outdated that he provides here, but you can see that on the arena, Light Switch, Angry, and Juggler are there, which is a big deal, right, Diddy? Absolutely. And, you know, we've talked about it before. Modifiers for the raids is how to keep all raids relevant. And, you know, it looks sounds like they're doing it with the arena. And in my opinion, just the name, the arena, kind of means like, kind of sounds like it's going to be a little bit different than the raids we're used to. You know, Vault of Glass yeah. was all the puzzles. Crota's End is the, all the mobs that we have to fight through. The mm. arena sounds a little bit different. You know, it sounds like that horde mode that people have been asking about. And the modifiers is the way to do that. Yes, maybe it's like unique each time somehow something changes. What if you're doing it for the entertainment of the queen herself? Mm. Ooh. throwing some things on the fire did you look at any of the pictures of the armor by the way all the pictures since it's from a japanese copy of the game look about a hundred times cooler whenever you see a <laughs> destiny armor description in japanese text it is like straight up it looks anime awesome levels nine thousand. it's so sick yeah all the armor looks really cool I like it. It's a different. It's a different look. It's more space. Like it looks very futuristic-y, uh, especially like mm-hmm. the Titan stuff looks very RoboCop esque. The new weapons, <laughs> we don't have any like things with the what are the things? <laughs> exotics, man. Words drag you in there. Helpful. We don't know of any new exotics that are coming just yet. Probably because those will be patched in later. But under attack values, it is assumed that the new max attack value will be 365, but that is just a speculation at this point, according to planetdestiny.com. All of the new Crucible weapons look really cool, um, but they are, like, gray. I don't know if you saw these, Diddy, down in the Crucible weapon section. They're all black and gray, which maybe leads me to believe that there could be weapon shaders coming in house of wolves maybe you think or, or they haven't been straws? fully rendered yet because that could are you be talking about the, the crucible stuff or the vanguard yeah, crucible stuff, stuff. not because the, the vanguard stuff has the vanguard like armor swag on it it's got the orange and the white and the black but the crucible stuff doesn't it's just black and gray yeah i think you're right though it's all stuff that was thrown into the game long long ago probably so yeah, they Maybe just haven't gotten to the art style yet. <laughs> yeah, we'll shade those later. No big deal. No big deal at all. Oh, you saw this, right? Strange player in the tower. What's this about? Yeah, this was a, thre- a thread on Reddit that I saw. Uh, someone just saw this Bungie Help 02 gamer tag in the tower, and we th- it's speculated that it's a- an employee testing some elements of the game, or maybe it was just a modded character, mm-hmm. but... Um, he inspected the player and he checked out his his gear and his uh, his uh, weapons. And w- the notable thing is he's wearing um, uh, vault of glass chest and legs. Yeah, and they both have light levels of forty two instead of mm. thirty. And um, his uh, gauntlets are exotic and they have a light level of thirty nine. And his uh, helmet it looks like it's from a Vanguard vendor. Uh, which has a light level of 39 as well. And uh, it's led a lot of led to a lot of speculation that in either House of Wolves or Comet DLC, probably House of Wolves, since it's this close, um, that we're going to be able to upgrade our current raid gear to uh, current DLC levels of light. You know, taking uh, Vault of Glass raid gear and keeping it relevant through each expansion, you know? Yeah. Because when you... 
deck out yourself in full vault of glass gear you're only light level 30 when the the max is 32 and being able to upgrade that to 42 light to get you to a 34 36 whatever that new light level is going to be then you know that's definitely a way to keep that armor relevant because a lot of people like they they like different things aesthetically you know i I know a lot of people who don't like the crota's end raid armor i don't know they don't like how it looks and they prefer the vault of glass but it's not current enough so they don't wear it exactly and it goes back to the comment from like a few weeks ago in which bungie had stated they're not going to repeat the loot decisions that they made excuse me the gear decisions that they made or and the mistakes that they had with that loot system in the dark below this sounds like probably a way to make raid gear relevant so that overnight we don't have the issue of oh Vanguard gear from Dark Below is suddenly better than the full raid tier set that I worked six weeks to get. Doesn't make sense. Now, the light level of 39, though, 42 on one of the pieces. Now, what is this player's gamer tag for people who want to have a little bit more perspective? In the picture, it's, or the the video, I guess, it's Bungie Help 02. So it kind of sounds like one of those employee test accounts. Yeah. And... You asked about the light levels, uh, 42 versus 39. In my opinion, I think Bungie's trying to make raid armor the the armor that gets you to the max light level instead of the Vanguard stuff like they have been with uh, the Dark Below stuff. Yeah. You know, you can't reach level 32 with current Vanguard gear. You only get to 31, you know? Yes. Um, and they're trying to keep... It's, what's interesting to me is that the exotic is only 39 instead of 42. Um, so it's kind of like you have to have a full set of raid gear to reach max level. Yeah. And that's the most interesting thing to me personally, because currently exotics and raid gear have the same amount of light, but that's not the case with this video. So um, in terms of light level of 42, I don't know um, how the light levels add up or how the light numbers add up to um, 30, 30, 32, 31, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if, if you have a full set of 42 light, you'll have, um, a level 34 character. So maybe one of our fans can, uh, find out the math on that. Yeah. Let us know. Sassy's going to be like, I, I knew that you should have asked me. <laughs> it's like, okay, probably. Um, well, very interesting. Cool. All right. The weekly update. This is a big one this week. Mainly the weekly update talked about two things, the release date for House of Wolves, and I was very sad about this part, and then the weapon tuning patch that's coming sometime in February, which is enormous and is going to take up the bulk of today's show. So here's what they said about House of Wolves, and I quote, Expansion to the House of Wolves will be released sometime in the second quarter of this year, sometime within those three months, April, May, and June. We'll have a new adventure to embark upon with you. We're keeping all other details under wraps for now. There is a special team here that's dedicated to creating some new ways for you to play Destiny. They're also making the game, you know, a better reflection of what we've learned about you since you've started playing. And on a long enough timeline, we'll also talk about what we're planning for this fall. That's really what we got. And that means House of Wolves, the new speculated release date, is like May 19th or May 18th, right? Yeah. That, to me, is a blow to the chest. I really wanted House of Wolves to be coming in March. Now, I'm happy if they're taking their time and they're really putting together a very polished, nice, refined expansion that has improvements from the dark below. But I am very worried about what's going to happen with Destiny in the month of March 
and April if it doesn't release in April. I think February, we're okay. I think everybody can finish out their hard mode adventures, but for the most part, everybody I know who plays Destiny at the higher end is done with all of the Dark Below content. They're fully geared, and they're now back to just trying to go for a few exotics that they don't really have. What do you think about this, Diddy? It's it's like I said, like you said, it's it's a blow to the chest, right? Yeah. You know, it's disappointing that it's not coming out in March when we thought it was, because like like you said, we're high end end game Destiny players who have already completed all the end game content. You know, there's still this large population that does not have um, time to raid. They don't have the gear. They don't have they don't have as much time as we do to invest into the game. So they're a little bit behind us. Mm-hmm. And so they'll still be, you know, playing Crucibles, playing Strikes and all that other stuff up until May, the new DLC comes out because they won't be where we are. They still have to catch up, right? Yeah. But for the people who are already there, they're getting bored. And there's been a couple threads on Reddit, actually, talking about, you know, Maybe we should just stop playing Destiny because I have nothing else to do. I'm gonna I'm I'm bored. I don't wanna carry another group through Crota's hard mode, you know? Yep. Because people think Crota hard mode is they do it because they have to, but after they have all the shards they need and all the weapons, they're they're done. They don't need to play it anymore. And there's no motivation to keep those high end end game players like you or I or Sassy and his crew no motivation to keep them around until May. So they're just they're probably just going to take a break from Destiny, you know, play Evolve or whenever that comes out, I don't know. Yep. Um, maybe play Dark Souls 2, like DLC. <laughs> yep. And there's, you know, it is disappointing, but I also think it's good because releasing in March, okay, uh, you do have spring break for people in school. They have They have time to invest in Destiny, but that's only a week, right? Yeah. Launching in May is actually kind of smart, uh, if it is May. You know, we have April, May, June, those three months, but I'm going to assume it's May-ish because that's, you know, the middle. It's safe enough. May is when summer break starts for everybody in school. You know, a lot of people in professions uh, who work jobs like you or I, I know I'm still in school, but you work a full-time job. You don't have a summer break, so, um, but it's still going to be content coming back. There's going to be more people playing Destiny, and I think... A summer break in, in uh, instead of a spring break release is going to allow more people to invest more time into Destiny. So I think it's kind of smart. Yeah, and it doesn't compete with Hardline. I think that's one of the things people have to remember. September, when the game released, it was a wide open field. I'm very appreciative that they did not target a November release when the new Call of Duty comes out, Master Chief Collection comes out. I hate when titles all sandwich <laughs> on top of one another. What I do expect, though, since it is quarter two, is I expect a more refined experience from House of Wolves than what I yeah, got absolutely. within Dark Below. If it is uh, almost identical to the Dark Below cycle, well, we'll cross that bit- bridge. <laughs> we cross that bridge when we get there. Got to make sure I say that right. So, okay, let's get into the weapon patch. Um, the tuning is huge. There's a lot of things that they're going to be doing before February is over with patch 1.1.1. Sassy is going to talk a lot about this in Super Good Advice, 
but I do want to go through the changes that they are going to be putting into the game. So with the auto rifle, here are their goals. The auto rifle is optimal at close to medium range. Damage, stability, and range are tuned such that players desire stability for reliable close quarters damage. So the changes that are coming to the auto rifle will be this. Reducing the base damage by 2.5%. They are going to reduce the effective range values so that the damage falloff and accuracy are a stronger factor in combat decisions. Range reduction is less severe in the higher stat values. So now your range stat is more critical to long distance engagements. So you're getting a little bit of a nerf on the auto rifles. They have the statistics and yes, Suros Regime absolutely dominates pvp almost 20 percent of the user base uses auto rifles in pvp three percent scout two percent pulse rifle and seven percent hand cannon with 15 percent on shotguns fairly interesting diddy i'm okay with this nerf how about you yeah i mean i said it in a previous show i think auto rifles are boring to use and now this motivates me to not use an auto rifle ever again because i don't need to use it anymore you have less range, you have a little bit less damage, but it's not a massive nerf for the auto rifles. It's like almost 3% damage reduction. It's just it's more of a balance change, in my opinion, yeah. instead of a nerf. Yeah, agreed. Here's the buff. <laughs> pulse rifles, okay? The goal with pulse rifles, which have not gotten hardly any love since this game came out, the pulse rifle is optimal at medium range, but can still be effective at harassing enemies at close or long ranges. The rate of fire sets a pace for players to both track moving targets and then deliver precision damage in bursts. So here it is, drum roll. Increase the base damage of the pulse rifles by 9.7%. DPS is now more in line with other primaries that's a 10 percent damage buff for pulse rifles say hello to oversoul edict in <laughs> pvp oh i'm excited about that actually that is huge 10 percent dude mm -hmm. yeah that finally makes pulse rifles relevant so for those of you who did not shard your red deaths you're welcome <laughs> says bungie yes good for you i have an oversoul's edict that I like to use. But this buff is not just for PvP, it's also for PvE, because pulse rifles just don't have a ton of love in either place. And I think Yeah, so pulse rifles are difficult to use in PvE because hand cannons they one shot trash mobs. They one shot a lot of things. Yeah. Scout rifles one shot a lot of things as well. Not as many as hand cannons, but they one shot it. Pulse rifles, you put a burst into a thrall's head, you don't kill it, yeah. you know? That's a problem. With this buff, if I don't kill a Thrall in one burst, that's a problem. But I really hope so. I really think that this is the, the buff that Pulse Shirefuls needed. Hand cannons are getting a little bit of a change, but not a lot. They're going to reduce the effective range of hand cannons. The damage falloff starts closer to the shooter, and follow-up shots are less accurate at long ranges. They're putting in a slight reduction to the initial accuracy. This is unnoticeable at close to medium range but underscores the range intentions when used from far away. So from what I can tell, they're trying to make hand cannons less effective at those long ranges. What do you feel about this? You're a hand cannon main. At this point, before these weapon changes take place, hand cannons are basically scout rifles, mm -hmm. They and they hit harder, which is a problem. Hand cannons should not be effective at that range. So I think this is uh, justified because... I can use my last word at the same distance as someone using um, 
what's an exotic, like a meta multi-tool, you know? Yeah. It, that shouldn't happen. Meta multi-tool, scout rifle, should obviously outrange the hand cannon, and it doesn't at this point. It's very, it's not very noticeable at this point. So this is very justified. I'm, I'm okay with this. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to the game just being fresh, new, something fun to try out. Fusion rifle. The blast pattern on a fusion rifle burst cone is a little wider, so they're making the spread a little bit bigger. On fusion rifles, close to medium range volleys are largely unaffected, but unaffected, excuse me, but at a distance, the projectiles are less likely to land hits on a single target. This reduces the reliability of landing a one-hit kill at far range for fusion rifles and makes the weapon better at spreading damage into a group. Initial starting ammo is reduced across all ammo stats. This is a change, or excuse me, this change is primarily to uh, work in the Crucible. Like, this, this is mainly for the Crucible, not for PvE stuff. So, it's not, fusion rifles aren't going to be like the long-distance one-shot machines that they can be. You know, I'm sure you've had those situations where you come around the corner, <laughs> the guy's way far away, and you're done, you know? Rumble is full of fusion rifles and shotguns, and it annoys the crap out of me. Yep. You're not the only one. Shotguns are the bigger offender, though, for most people. I hear two complaints whenever I post videos that have to do with PvP, because I love my Suros, <laughs> and I love my found verdict. I use a really good shotgun and a really good auto rifle, so it just you makes are people that mad. Guy. I am that guy. I love being that guy. I'm not going to be that guy anymore. I'm going to be the guy with the Oversouls edict, man. <laughs> so shotguns. They are increasing the damage by two times, okay, against all non-Guardian combatants. So, enemies. People freaked out when they read the first half of that sentence. I know I did. Like, <laughs> you're making their shotgun more powerful? Just in PvE. On shotguns, they're reducing high-end range values. The damage fall-off starts sooner. So, Crucible players with long-range shotguns need to be a little bit closer for successful one-hit kills. And that's how it should be. I mean, frankly, I've gotten kills with the shotgun where you're just like, that's not right. <laughs> the initial starting ammo is reduced across all ammo stats in the Crucible. In PvE activities, we persistently track your ammo. We only use initial ammo values if you are logging in for the first time or starting a Crucible match. It's just extra mumbo-jumbo. So shotguns are going to be a little bit less effective at range, and both fusion and shotguns are going to start with less, is basically what I got out of that. Right? Yeah. That's a mouthful, but that's cool. They're keeping the scout rifle, sniper, heavy machine gun, and rocket launcher all the same. But the sandbox is about to go through a giant transformation, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those four that they're not changing, they work as intended. You know, Sky Rifle is the long-range primary. Sniper Rifle works like it should. So does the sort of the heavy weapons, you know? I, have, I don't really have too much of a complaint when talking about those four types of weapons, but I'm really glad that they're changing the ones that they are. It's good! from twitter welcome to it came from twitter you can always send us your tweets at destiny the show first one comes from at shawnee boy he says you know when you're driving and there's always a little more room than it looks like to get past something not so with reticles on destiny's rocket launchers <laughs> archon priest half dead solo nightfall rocket hits cliff lip yeah i'm and sorry you straight to orbit didn't it yeah I had a similar experience with the Nightfall this week. I was trying to solo it. I got the Archon, like, to a tenth of his health. And then a ship flies in. I don't notice it, and it just one-shots me no. because of the arc burn. I was so mad. I got it on video, too. So it was, uh, 
huge fail. But I hate Archon more. Priest, man. That's <laughs> heartbreak, dude. So heartbreak. It's a fun strike. I like it. Yeah. At Indio Techno. Just found you guys. Awesome show. My buddy has a giveaway at Destiny Mythos for 300 followers. Free DLC for one follower. Well, thanks for the compliments on the show. Good luck with your uh, contest. At Webster, no, at WebSTD1. <laughs> Hi, guys. Dan here from the UK. Just wanted to say I love the show and listen along every week when I go out running in the rain and the snow at the moment. Your Destiny chat keeps me going through my run and would love to get a shout out. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Run fast, man. There's the shout Run out. faster yeah. right now. Right now. Do Heart a dead right sprint for 20 seconds. Go. Keep it up. Boom. <laughs> Don't stop. At Lurker Zero, friend of the show, sent us a picture saying no more Eris ever. He hit level 32. He has Glow Who. His hunter is there, man. It's a good looking hunter, too. It is. At One Dog. Hey, mate, thanks for your segments on Destiny the Show. In reference to Sassy, he's tweeting Sassy, actually. That's cool. Uh, thanks for your segments on Destiny the Show. Really enjoy them. Cheers. Right on, man. At Azure, Float Zell, which is our good friend Azure Dragon. Every time. I hear about Destiny the Show from Sassy or people I am reminded of. Shoot the big green thing in the sky moment. Now, did you know what that is, right? Yeah, that's uh, referring to a raid moment we had when uh, people did not shoot the Oversoul when it came up and we wiped. That did not go well with him. No. (laughs) Shoot the big green thing in the sky. I can just picture that moment, dude, like yelling into the mic. The Dane Train 13. Great show, guys. Been listening since DTS number one. I would love to do some Crucible or Raid with you guys sometime. Take care. Well, thanks, man. Just hit us up next time. And we have an email today. I'm not going to play the Tower Talk bit because it's just one email. But uh, this is our email, show at gmail.com. And it comes from Bilby. Hey, BBK Dragoon and Diddy, my name is Jack, or otherwise known as Bilby93, on the Xbox 360. And like your friend Sassy, I am from Down Under. Man, there's a lot of Australian people who listen. Sassy's bringing them in. I'm new to your podcast, but I've caught up quickly. I started listening Monday this week and have now listened to all episodes up to 30. Whoa, dude. Nice. Nice. I'm going to give you a warning now. I'm sorry, but this is probably going to be a long email, and I'm sorry for making you read it all. But as I wanted to catch up before emailing you, now I have so much to tell and say to you both. Firstly, I absolutely love the show. Huge fan. Makes my work days go by so much quicker. Definitely my favorite Destiny podcast, and I listen to five different Destiny podcasts. Nice. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Started playing Destiny at the end of September because my friend gave me his 360, so I went and bought Destiny, and I'm absolutely hooked. I sadly have to admit I have played over 600 hours of Destiny. That's not sad, man. That's like... It's like almost half of what Sassy's done. (laughs) (laughs) I have three characters, a Titan, a Warlock, and a Hunter, all level 32, but Titan Masterclass all day long. Nice, dude. He's got the full quiver. Also wanted to tell you, I went through and completed all of your bounties that you used to give out. You should definitely bring that back. I would love to get up on that wall of fame. My Titan would look so pretty living up there. Anyways, I've got so much more I could say. I can talk Destiny all day long, but I've rambled on enough. I think I gave you half my life story. I'm sorry. But definitely prepare to hear from me again in the future. I'll be answering any and all your questions you throw out there in your show. I love Destiny Talk. Also, it would be awesome if you can give me a shout-out on your show, because my email is probably far too long to read out. Ha-ha. But I have <laughs> never heard my name on a podcast before, so it would be pretty sweet, too. Anyways, keep up the good work. Bilby93. 360 players. Add Bilby93, man, who listen to the show. You know, obviously, don't if you're just random. I guess you'd have to be if you're listening to the show. But don't be a creeper. But seriously, show some 360 love. We don't have 360s to play with these people. But that was a really nice email. Thank you, Bilby. 
G'day Guardians, my name's Sassy, and welcome to another episode of Sassy's Super Good Advice. In light of Bungie releasing the patch notes on the upcoming 1.1.1 weapon update, I thought I'd quickly go over what's changed and my personal expectations on what to expect after the patch. So without further ado, let's get started. Auto rifles have been the Guardian's go-to weapon for nearly everything, and Bungie doesn't like that type of weapon diversity where you only ever use one weapon. So they're nothing. With a 2.5% reduction in base damage, and a significant reduction in the damage drop-off ranges, that is, the range at which your bullets will start to do less damage, means that auto rifles have been, well we hope so, successfully dethroned as the primary weapons that do pretty much everything, giving room for other weapon types, <coughs> pulse rifles, <coughs> more of a chance in places like PvP. Is it actually going to be that much of a nerf? In PvE, most definitely as your longer range fights will take such a significant toll on damage output, but in PvP, where 90% of the maps are small to medium sizes, you'll still expect the Suros regime to still be the holy grail of PvP weapons. So don't expect much change in PvP, but in PvE, start to look towards some longer range weapons if you're more of that type of guy. Now we move on to what may be the second biggest change in terms of damage output, and that is change resides with pulse rifles. All pulse rifles have been given a 9.7% increase in base damage to fit the DPS, that's damage per second, stats in line with other primaries. So what does that mean for you in PvE? Well expect your pulse rifles to be so much more useful, so keep those red death and bad juju rifles handy as I expect them to be the, starting to be the new kings of the PvE community. For PvP however, since the pulse rifles fire in bursts and the fact that they are literally only being increased by one tenth you'll still need to fire roughly the same amount of bursts previously should you wish to dispatch your foe from full health what you will notice however in increases an increase of ease when cleaning up guys so that's killing enemies once they've been damaged personally i don't think this will sh uh, shake the pvp meta too much but it, it will introduce in more options in pvp so i would recommend trying to keep a red death handy as i do believe its perk is actually going to be extremely useful hand cannons have been given a reduction in both accuracy and range so expecting the fall off is more of the close to medium range weapons which fits with a hand cannon mentality we've all been killed by the hand cannons at those obscene ranges in pvp so this change is not only a welcome one but it's also a logical one as well because out sniping a guy with a pistol doesn't really make that much sense Fusion rifles have been given a reduction in accuracy, giving them a wider cone of fire, meaning that you'll have to get closer to your enemy should you wish to kill them in one hit. This is definitely a welcome change in PvP, but I also think this won't really affect weapons like that of the Pocket Infinity, where you can't simply hold down the trigger and hope for the best. There's also a reduction in the starting ammo, which I don't believe will take that much of a difference unless you're looking to use your fusion rifle as a primary weapon. Then of course it's going to take a bit of a toll because you won't have as much ammo as previously thought. And here we come to what I personally believe is the most interesting change of the entire patch. Shotguns. Shotguns damage in PvE activities has been doubled, which is a staggering amount, but also quite welcome as I've never really seemed to use shotguns in PvE as it doesn't really make much sense to get within one meter of the, your opponent only get slapped down because you do absolutely no damage. While also 
I'd like to say that the shotguns had been given a nerf in range. So would you expect to get shotgun one or one hit by a shotgun by, you know, those ridiculous ranges you see in PvP, cough, the secret handshake, you know, will we'll be nerfed and hopefully we won't see that as often as previously thought. So you need to get shotguns with hammer forged or shot package should you expect to actually do damage at more considerable ranges with a shotgun. Having said that, don't expect the shotguns to do those one hit at those distances anymore. Like the fusion rifles, these weapons have been given a reduction in starting ammo, so unless you're looking at using your shotgun as your primary weapon and you're not using the universal remote, these won't be that much of a problem at all. And that's pretty much all the changes in 1.1.1. So, as the other weapons, the scout rifles, sniper, LMGs and rocket launchers haven't been touched at all. So what does that mean to you? Well, it means that auto rifles may not be as handy as previously thought in PvE, and maybe that weapons like Bad Juju and Red Death might take over as kings of PvE. But don't expect that much of a difference in PvE, except when you're looking at shotguns and fusion rifles. I'll be paying close attention as the update comes out, and I'll be sure to give you my opinions and recommendations after the patch to help you stay ahead of the curve and out in the wild. If you have any questions about today's topic or any questions in general, please feel free to contact me on my Twitter at I'm S-A-S-S-S-I and I'll respond to you as quickly as I can. Take care, Guardians, and best of luck out there in the wild. I think that's going to wrap up DTS 31. Really big week. Kind of disappointed about quarter two, but the weapon patch is going to be sweet. Diddy, where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Excellent. Follow us at Destiny, the show on Twitter to know when the show goes live. It goes live on Tuesdays on iTunes, Wednesdays on my YouTube channel. You can email us, destinytheshow at gmail.com. You can follow me at BBK Dragoon. My YouTube is the same, YouTube.com slash BBK Dragoon. We do have a Twitch. We're not streaming on it yet, but it's twitch.tv slash Destiny the Show. I think that's all the shout-outs we have this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>